Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a show where friends sit down and chat about the Radiant Black series and the massive verse. Radiant Black, of course, by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. Today, uh, I'm your host, Bash, and I'm joined by my friends and my hosts, Ali and Matt. But we're also joined again once more by a special guest. You may know him as curator of Massiverse Central. Uh, we actually know him as the two-time Radiant Black trivia champion, world champion, <laughs> <laughs> Owen uh, Owen Siler. How are you doing, Owen? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, and also, don't forget the so far one-time champion of Rogue Sun trivia as well. <laughs> right, right. I'm right. saving that for the for another <laughs> episode athletes. of Rogue Sun. Gotta, oh, okay. Well, I just figured it was worth mentioning just in case. <laughs> We gotta give people a chance here. We gotta we gotta give them some motivation to show up to the next competition. But uh, I am going to yeah. say this now live on the air, so that way, like, if if I try like uh, pull back on this or whatever, I can be held accountable. Uh, for the next Radiant Black Rogue Sun trivia, whatever thing, I'm gonna be pulling out so that way because I want somebody <laughs> else besides me to win because <laughs> I've had enough of me and I'm me. <laughs> well, that's totally not fair. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Will Fidel, as Radio Black. I appreciate that. So, you heard here guys, there you go. like a master's, like a separate bracket there when someone like reaches your status, and then we'll have like the legendary trivia with the really greasy questions. Oh, <laughs> man, man, all winners. <laughs> You'll win How a radiant, like radiant Black total. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something like that. Oh, my, that would be that would be horrible. I don't want to just me, well, the whole thing will just be done in radiant language, like, he'll just have to roll with it. just But, yeah, no, guys, we're, we're very excited today because we're going to talk about something awesome and that thing is this it's the radiant black 28 and 28.5 don't worry we'll get one back there we go uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah oh yeah there we go so 28 28.5 let's talk about the creative teams before we dive right into this we've got massive creative team because as you know the catalyst war has diverging timelines with you know the, the 0.5 of each issue being an issue that explores the other timeline so they're 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 not just variants. They're actually two completely different stories, which are all part of the same story, which is Catalyst War. Um, yeah, so for 28, I'll tell you who we've got, uh, we've got for both, and then we'll we'll do 28 and then 28.5, but we're going to talk about it all together. So for 28, we've got... Um, why, why don't I have this one? Here, one second. But yeah, I can um, no, 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 I got open. It's just, I don't know why it wasn't open, but yeah, here, 28, we've got... Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark being the writing team. So they're writing the Joe Clark is co-writing the event with Kyle Higgins. They've done a wonderful job. Got Eduardo Ferregato on inks and Raul, Raul Angelo on colors, as well as Becca Carey, of course, on letters. So that's for 28. And then for 28.5, we've got Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark as the creative writing team. We've got the incredible Marcelo Costa, aka co-creator of Reading Black as the artist. And we've got Rob Fernandez on colors and the amazing Becca Carey on letters. So guys, let's let's start through. Let me pull up the covers here. Um, so recap, last time we lost Nathan in uh, timeline yeah. A, which was brutal, like shocking, you know, <laughs> like that's a that's a big deal. Uh, it only happens a few issues every time, every like 10, 20 issues. It's only the second time it's ever happened, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And on the other side, uh, things are going better, right? Uh, it, it's hard to keep these in line for us. Like, this is the biggest challenge in us for, for podcasting, really, is trying to keep these uh, uh, steady. So Nathan died last time, and the other time, the other timeline, it's going better. Uh, if you guys want to help fill it in, I've got to die in here. Yeah, I mean, he, he managed to save Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
uh, with from the HR Geiger kind of contraption there that we saw. So yeah, that was great. And now we get uh, the aftermath of that. Plus, we got a sponsor. Real quick, yeah, we got a sponsor, Comic Nation US. Guys, we know some of our listeners and just people in the comic book community, they don't live next to a comic book shop. I feel for you. Um, luckily, we've got Comic Nation US available in Canada, I believe in the UK as well as, of course, the USA. Um, just a fantastic service overall. You can pre-order all your books. You already get 15% off on pre-orders. And if you use code Radio Black Podcast, you get an extra 5% off for a total of 20% off. Make sure you're pre-ordering your books, staying on top of that. And yeah, make sure you check out the world's finest comic book shop. So we've got, this is the cover to Radiant Black 28. It's part six of the Catalyst War. Um, as, as you can see, it's the connecting cover, which we have in the background I showed earlier in the stream. This is the left half um, and the right half is, has premiere on the cover. Very exciting stuff. We'll dive into it. And as you can see, we, well, I, I'll leave this page up while we talk, but the beginning of Radiant Black 28, a lot is happening. Um, uh, we see that it it picks up immediately. So I gotta, I gotta. You know what? Hmm. <clears throat> I gotta get rid of my reference. So you guys can look <laughs> at the pretty, the pretty twenty eight point five in the meantime. So yes, I, did, I do of course pick up everything today. So yeah, we start off with picking up from last issue. As we know, the third door is just around the corner. The third door being the third trial. So we see the ships coming up, and we see this was such a cool scene. We see zero zero one. Uh, wearing his cape, sneaking on board, and we don't know why yet. But as we see when he sneaks on board, there's just all these people being uh, healed in these chambers or these tanks. And those are the same, those are the priests from last issue that uh, that were held up in the second trial. So that's where we see this panel here. And this guy is Josh. He was the guy who was leading uh, the charge with the second, tri uh, the second trial. So if you remember that big panel we saw, when we were doing our last review, the guy in the middle with the hammer, that's Charge. He's and apparently he's the guy who kind of maybe designed or took the like point lead on this. He's the Jodge trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a good one. That's a good one. So what do you guys think? First of all, yeah, no. What do you guys think? Like amazing stuff here. Kind of brutal. I was surprised. What I thought is I think all this whole war and all these challenges could have been a lot easier if if we knew that 001 can just sneak on the ship this easily. Like, he could have at least brought Radiant Black with him, right? Well, Making me question his loyalties a little bit. He's, like, influencing things behind the shadows, right? Like, he's yes. been giving the intel. And really, like, Nathan died last issue because of the rebellion of the, uh, the other uh, female uh, member of this crew, right? So, like, that was really interesting to me mm. is in, like, it wasn't really a Nathan or Marshall thing that resulted in his death. It was which one of these uh, these people built? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a really interesting element. It wasn't necessarily a, a failure of Nathan or of Marshall to save Nathan so much as it was who rebelled in what timeline. Hmm. Right. So I yeah. thought that was interesting. I also oh, think it's very fascinating. Oh, and I just want to see, uh, who'd you vote for first before you get your point here? Um, yeah, I've asked this question numerous times to many other people, so it makes sense that the tables are turned on me. So... <laughs> Like, I know that, so for those who don't listen to the podcast like I do, everybody here, Charlie, who unfortunately couldn't make it, everybody here voted for Marshall as Radiant Black, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, however, I, on the other hand, I voted for Nathan. Nice. Uh, I, 
Yeah, I know. I <laughs> also mentioned the fact that I voted for Marshall on a separate Gmail account, so I just canceled that vote out anyway. So it really, okay. I'm like Mac from It's Always Sunny, where it's like, I play both sides. So no matter who comes out on top, I always come out on top. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I like that a lot, actually. I'm, and I'm glad you said that. You're the only person who's pra been pragmatic enough to actually like say something like that. Yeah, yeah you because, should be radiant black. Yeah, because knowing <laughs> what Kyle and Michael and all the other people over black market narrative have planned, they're always planning something. They always yeah, got right. some ace or some trick that they have up their sleeve or whatever. But yeah. I personally really preferred, I really did like Nathan. And as you mentioned like earlier, like, all the big superhero stuff, all the big game-changing things happened while Marshall was Radiant Black. But I think partially the reason why I voted for Nathan is because his potential, he had so much potential. Because here you have this disgruntled early 30s guy who tried to make it out as a big hotshot writer in Hollywood. He came back with $38,000 of crippling debt. He's forced to move back in with his parents. He's trying to realize his dream while also having to deal with this newfound responsibility that he didn't have planned out for himself. Mm. And now with the Catalyst War, as he made mention in 25B's ending, like with Catalyst War, like every other thing that he did, like uh, writing, his career in LA, even maybe his relationship with Justine, like every single one of those things he ran away from. He never properly finished it, but mm. now he has this opportunity with the Catalyst War being Radiant Black. He finally has what it takes to finish what he started and to prove himself mm -hmm. worthy of maybe not even being Radiant Black, but being worthy of even being alive. And I do mm -hmm. think that that might have some notion of what I believe the Catalyst War really is about. I am going to say that for later on in the discussion because, you know, when we get through more of both mm -hmm. of the issues, but that's just my current thoughts so it's like, long, that's a good point it's really it's a long point. way of saying yes i voted for nathan and he would have been my personal choice even though i did vote for them both. this was a good week for nathan's i thought too yeah. i mean the other timeline he's dead but i thought this was a really good timeline for nathan uh this this mm -hmm. week in particular but yeah um also this slash on it's interesting watching people backpedal on their votes like <laughs> oh should i have oh my god what happens if marshall it's like guys this is like human beings are complex and they're not predictable. Like maybe some are, but like these human beings that we've been reading about, they're pretty complex. They're unpredictable. Their their emotions change and the context yeah. demands different things of them, right? So we've seen, I think you guys, you at Matt and uh, Owen made really good observations early on, which we'll get to, but they were talking about how the endings uh, of the previous issues somewhat uh, reflect, but are also foils of the other, you know, timelines and everything. So they're almost like a, you know, there's synchronicity there, which is, which is true. So, uh, but yeah, at the same time, it's like we look, we saw that before Nathan made a choice that cost human lives, right? Even though they both solved the issue at hand, and uh, now now Nate, now it's the opposite. Marshall made a choice that cost a lot of human lives as well. So, as we see, no one's perfect. But I think we we said this before as well, which is one thing this these issues show beyond their individual characteristics is that they work really well as a team. They work best as a team. They work the best when they're together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, one thing I want to point out, you notice how I just saw a 001 scar on his face. Well, if you look, like, look at that weapon. Mm -hmm. It would fit perfectly if that was who did it as well. Ah. So him rebelling is probably what got him those scars and when he was exiled or sent away. So 
There we go. I, I don't know oh, if it's gosh. been in the theories tab on Discord or not, but uh, yeah, I feel like that's got to definitely be what that's from. Unless like Goose is around, like a two-clawed goose in space. I don't know. But uh, yeah, 001 is low-key like S-tier character. Like I'm really liking what they're doing in the depth here. We thought it was a villain, but really he's been like Obi-Waning this shit. Like, no, if you're, we're going to stop mm. the Empire, I got to train you. Like, yeah, he started this movement, this anti-hive mind movement, which is in a short way to say like anti-catalyst movement, because as yeah. we're slowly discovering lore-wise, accretion is the process by which a vessel is selected and chosen and then promoted or whatever to become uh, the the person who he's like selected next in line to be premier, whatever his name is. So mm. this guy is saying, no, that programming sucks. Let's submit to the new way. And the new way, I'm assuming, has something to do with freedom of choice. Mm. And that's where we see a lot of their philosophical ramblings last issue, uh, where we talked about in the other timeline, which we'll get into more about how Jal disagrees about how she was the one who told uh, Nathan where to find Marshall. So she clearly, she submits to the new ways. And she even refers to 001 multiple times. She's like, but he was the one who was in charge of us. And then he rebelled. So like, you know, he, yeah. you know, like, what does that mean? And it, it's a, it's really interesting how they interpret. One thing is like the will of existence. Like I feel like everyone uses that differently, mm. to to kind of like to push their own agenda. Like they like the priests use it. The priests who are all unanimous in their support for catalyst use it as a justification uh, for yeah. like their zealotry. Right? They're just like this is the way the will of existence. Like this has already been written. But like he uses it the other way around. And we'll get that we'll get into that more later because that's in we'll the second the half. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's and I think really that the, 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 just real quick about about zero zero one before we move on from him. The, the most important thing I I got from the first few pages, both in this issue and the other one, is that I think he's he has his own agenda at the end of the day. Like, yeah, he wants yeah, yeah, to yeah, save yeah. Earth. He wants to make sure Radiant Black wins this challenge, but he's not doing it like altruistically. You know. I think he has his own yeah. reasons that he's he's or his own goal that he's working towards. Good point. Which ironically about... aligns with the freedom of choice thing. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, you want, you want it's, the it's more like a, yeah. Good point. yeah, it's it's more like enemy of my enemy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking about the third door, and uh the guy says to uh 001, he's like, I hope her best will keep his concentration. Smash cut to a funeral for his best friend, which should make yeah. it really hard to keep your concentration. I like that. Yeah. Good cut here. You know what's also interesting, like thematically, is that on the one side, Kieran is tempering the radiance, or he's trying. And on mm. the other side, like 001 is trying to influence the radiance into like mm. giving them a favorable outcome. So it's really interesting to see like these two, I don't know if manipulative is the right word for both, but these two strategic people, yeah. but they have completely different goals, but they're both approaching it in a, like let's influence the right players and pull the right yeah. strings kind of it's way. It's like Varys in Game of Thrones and Littlefinger basically yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 So th this funeral panel, we get, um, you know, it's a big week when I'm not talking about the second cast appearance in the series. This is huge. Bigger than any event in any series. I just want to say, he's been talking about this all day. Even before we recorded, he's brought it up. Literally, literally messages like, is this Kathy? I'm actually, I'm more excited about the frog. But we're going to talk about the frog. Oh, we're talking about the frog. This is now a frog cast, but no. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. I feel like a dick because like I really have I I've influenced the Kathy movement too much, and I'm gonna dial it back.
but it is cool to see Kathy. She has a new hairstyle. She looks great. Anyways, um, sad death for our main character. God, this motherfucker, <laughs> this dude is not dialing it back because he actually cares about that. He's dialing it back because he's literally scared that Kyle's going to kill her now because it's the catalyst war and nothing's off the table. And they're at a funeral and this dude, it just hit him. Right? It's the Catalyst War, like, okay? Oh, like, let's be real. Yeah. This is the tease for the finale <laughs> the of the season. War. All right, we're going to get in trouble here. We should talk about the real series here. That's not yeah, <laughs> like no, fan sick. This was, was fun, wild, though. Yeah, yeah, to see her. It was fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was a nice nod. But it was, it was cool. Did you guys, like, this is a brutal scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a military yeah, scene. It is. It is. Yeah. definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that was wild when the soldiers are doing like the present arms or whatever with like their laser rifles or whatever, like their new tech, it shows how quickly that's been integrated into, you know, policy with the military and stuff like that. The, the, those are their standard issue weapons now, I guess. Like, it's like the first thing you cut to from this picture, because obviously, guys, we're not going to show every image. Go buy the buy these book books. Support it. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and it, with the humble bundle now, you have no like excuse not to catch up. So well, the humble I know it's done, but people who got it, the people who got it, now you got to keep up with it, baby. I just but, missed um, it. I just missed the bundle oh, like that day. Someone's like, it's yeah, over. It was oh, the same day. Yeah. And it's like, it's down. I'm like, God damn it. I would have gotten it, the... but I already have all the trades and whatnot physically. So it's like, right. what would even be the point? I, I, I have them physically and digitally. So I'm like, I'm not going to just buy them DRM free or whatever, just to be like, I bought them a third time. But I am, yeah. I did rec- get a lot of people to buy it. So I made me feel Oh, yeah. Guys, Great deal. You guys, did you guys have this moment where, because like, this is the page right now that i'm looking at but this is the left side of the double spread the right side oh sorry not double spread of the of the two pages of the spread but the right side mm-hmm. is a different page and the very first panel is you see tears coming out of marshall's eyes and then he just immediately he's like do they feel pain and i'm like when i read this the first thing i thought was oh shit this is not gonna go well is it like no. this is just like it's gonna be murder in this issue isn't there like this dude literally blew up a guy with a black hole last issue do you guys remember that he literally like put this black hole into a guy and spaghetti fire yeah. like literally just murdered him like I, like no no remorse yeah so hey, he almost he like, almost oh, murdered shit. excel for a pizza joint yeah, yeah i'm waiting that for that like gold that member baby yeah, I want that gold member ending where you find out like Kieran and Marshall are brothers. Don't they look like they could be brothers though? Like legitimately. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, it's not yeah. actually we don't know for sure, but that, that's the plot twist at the end. You find out Kieran is Marshall's missing dad. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Or Kieran no, Ward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran Ward. Yeah. No, no, that's a complete joke. We know we know that's not true, like not even remotely. But yeah, yeah Kieran yeah. here, you get I feel like this is the first time you get a glimpse at who Kieran really is. Like like yeah. like, like like or like what like how he really is under like, you know how it's like some people when they're always in control, they're just like calm. And then you like see them not in control of a situation and you get to see what they're really like. And it's like, this is what happens with Kieran. He's just like a manipulative piece of shit. He doesn't care about Marshall or anything. He just wants to have control of the situation. And he wants to have like Marshall, the good little soldier, right? Like that's how I interpret it. I love Marshall. Like, what about foreign? Like, he's gonna like talk to like foreign countries about like how to go forward with the U.S. Like, he's so pissed and he wants blood so bad. Yeah, it's so good. And usually people learn stuff and like have like positive revelations at funerals and stuff like that. But no, Marshall's full rage. Like, he's so. He just, he's I think he was like one yeah. one one sentence away from saying, "Give me the nukes." Yeah. When I was yeah. reading this, I dreaded continuing because I was like, man, he's going to, like with the Burnett's right there, you know he's going to have to go talk to them. And being Marshall, you know he's going to say something stupid. Like, like even if he doesn't mean to, he's going to yeah. say something. And that's what happens. And I don't think he said, like, honestly, looking back at it, I don't think he said anything wrong. I just think that everything is so raw in the moment that they nobody wants to really talk about it. And it's 
Like I, it's really hard to determine whether they like the Burnett's actually knew about Radiant Black or not in this moment because it's like they don't act surprised to the news. There's just it's more of a like agitation, you know. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I, this hit so hard. We get like a double dose of sadness with the Burnett's in both issues. Like this just still looks like the why is he gone, Marshall? Like, oh my God. It's just like these are parents. They don't know what to do. They got caught up in so much stuff. It's almost like a drug death or something like that. Like he got caught up in, you know, the drug scene and then it, and like that those two together discovered the drugs together. Like it's so bad. And we get the new meme template too of the cat and the lady yelling at it, like the white cat. Because like we get a bl- <laughs> you can see it. Well, yeah, I, I, no. it was- for marshall like this dude went to existence to save his best friend who now just got killed yeah. and nobody gives a shit about him like like he's that, they, that i don't think they know him. either i don't think they that's know. what i'm saying i don't think they, they know he's the one who got nathan out of the coma but he says he said but he i know but he does say here well nathan was and then we both were but now it's just it's just me those aliens are here to challenge me and I failed. Maybe if Nathan was, and that's when his mom freaks out. But I'm thinking here, like, I don't even think they fully comprehend the nature of what's happening. They don't. No, they have no idea. Raw. I think he yeah. wanted to say if Nathan was raiding black, maybe he would have succeeded. Yeah, he would have saved the, the day. Yeah. yeah. I- ironic, which because he does. That's, yeah. That's what actually <laughs> happens in the Nathan timeline. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I just wish we had I I just wish we had one little interaction with Eva here. Not necessarily but Satomi, Nathan, but, Nathan, or maybe Satomi and Eva, because they're there. You can you can see them on their hands. Nathan has a disproportionate advantage. He did not lose like Marshall. So so we will see in the next issue how they both handle loss, or yeah. maybe that's what the fucking test is. But like anyway, right? Like you guys agree with that, right? Like like Nathan may overreact next issue because he literally just Nathan. lost his father. He may go crazy. So it's like we don't know. Yeah, you know. Well, not not to get too off track right now, but so far, every I feel like every issue, and it's very easy to get off track with, with oh, what's yeah, going yeah. on right now. <laughs> so bear with me. But uh, so far, I feel like some issues I felt like Nathan did better. Some issues I felt like Marshall mm-hmm. did better, right? And again, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but yeah. obviously, Marshall really fucked up on this one, right? He did not. He did not <laughs> do well it. at all. Yeah. Um, but if you think about, I think it was twenty five. No, maybe it was twenty six. The first, the first trial. I think yeah, it was twenty six. Nathan yeah. was the one who really messed up. He, all those people that didn't get to evacuate, all those people died. Remember, and that was another car moment that almost brought us to tears again. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the uh, on on one hand, you could see the family in the car escaping in the in the yeah. Marshall timeline, in the Nathan timeline, they're burnt to a crisp. So I feel like it's it's kind of a give and take. And now yeah. maybe it's time for next issue. It's time for. Marshall to kind of bounce back after you know experiencing what he did this time, and then Nathan yep. to kind of That's see how. But, but how... will Marshall bounce back though? Like he, I don't know. He might I don't just know. lose it. He might lose it even more. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how much grief can one person take in such a small amount of time before they? Like he has no one else now. Like not in the same way that he has like Nathan. Like yeah, he has. A set He's got Eva, the closest Eva, thing is probably Eva. Eva. Yeah, Eva. But yeah. they're not like there's a, there's an. They've got their own lives. Yeah, they have their own lives. They're not close in the same way. They're more like two people thrust into into a friendship or into commonality through through uh, you know through a, a similar situation. Similar, like they're in the same. This is how we uh, get to Marshoni. Yeah. Marshoni started. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. Marshall, we got nobody. The whole world hates us. Yeah. Also, speaking but, but, but like what you guys said, sir, I, just, I, don't, I just have to say this. You guys said before is like the thing of Nathan didn't want to ask for help, and that was a problem. Now Marshall doesn't want to ask for help, so it's right. like the roles are reversed because now Nathan's okay to ask for help. Like he realizes in the 
in the yeah. challenge that he's it's above him it's too big the last but i feel bit like of wisdom we have for mr burnett is but like, it's cheating exactly. he's getting help because in the last issue jaw frees him right yeah. and then in this issue fucking core goes up to him and he's just like oh you need all the help you can get go go do go get everyone oh yeah and he's just like oh shit gotta get everyone and i'm just Good like point. man that's that's some bullshit yeah. like who's helping you... nobody's no, helping Marsha. it's true yeah. owen what were you getting at so what i was going to say earlier is uh well it's two things one i saw on league of comic geeks that apparently like the reporter in the background like behind mr and mrs burnett apparently that's the same reporter that like reported on like when Marshall first unlocked God mode and almost killed Excel, mm. I oh, think okay. that I can the same reporter. And two, this okay. is technically the first time that we see Satomi in the Marshall timeline. Like we've yeah. already seen Ava before. Like she helped out Marshall in that first trial all the way back in issue number twenty-six. But this is the first time that we've seen Satomi here in Marshall's timeline. Presumably, she may be still in jail. Like it's never really like. I would have really liked to have like, as maybe you guys have mentioned earlier, I would have liked to have seen a moment, a scene, mm -hmm. where, or not even a scene, like a moment, where you see like Nate, like Satomi and Ava are just like looking on at Marshall and they just have mm -hmm. that look of, we're sorry what happened to you, man. And it's like, but you also have to realize what's coming next. Like right. something like that. Just like we're here for you. So, yeah. Like we got to build up his isolation though, right? If we had anyone reasoning with him, we just want him to go off pissed off and then we're going to go do this. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, feel I, like, I would have liked that too. Yeah, for, especially uh, considering for better. No, 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 no go ahead. Man. Man. Uh, I'm saying for for better or for worse, that's been a recurring theme with Marshall is that he has to figure stuff out on his own, even when he tries to get help or when he helps other people. At the end of the day, it kind of falls onto him. And yeah. I feel I feel like Nathan, you you were talking. Bash was saying about how he's getting help here and there. He's been getting. I feel like Nathan has had a better support system, whether. Yeah. As Rainy yeah. Black or as Nathan Burnett, he's always had yeah. a good support yeah. system around him. So it's yeah. that it's that it's just that reoccurring theme. It keeps it keeps happening. Marshall finding himself on on his own. Yeah, yeah. He's got the oatmeal and the raisins. Meanwhile, Marshall's got like a, a kettle and some Mr. Noodles and no idea. No, I don't know. It's bad analogy. <laughs> An empty but, can. Um, yeah. Marshall's just yeah, he's struggling, man. And I in this next page, like I don't know if I put it in the images. Oh yeah, thank God. So when oh, you when you so flip to this page, it's so great. Yeah, and it's like, did anyone think like, because they talk about nukes in the issue, and did anyone think yeah. like, is that are those like nukes? And then you realize, no, they're just they're just not torpedoes. A tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're small. Because because I was like, man, like obviously that you know you can you know nukes they're like thicker, right? They have that like if you yeah. played Call of Duty, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> or like any war game, <laughs> Battlefield, or anything. But yeah, they have that look. They're like thicker and like a little bit uh, shorter, but they're yeah, dense, they have more stubby. Density. stubby. Yeah, yeah, they're stubby exactly. Um, yeah, so I was like, man, that's ballsy. Like, I just kept thinking, like, the, the first move he's going to do is I'm just going to fly cape mode everything and just throw a bunch of torpedoes at the ship because, like, that's not going to provoke the challenger. <laughs> it's like, what are you thinking, man? Like, you know? Yeah, he's not thinking, right? He's just going on pure yeah. revenge. Like, he's not pure thinking. Impulse. Yeah. yeah, this is where I'm like, how did my vote go the wrong way? <laughs> now this is like, this is like Marshall is not taking this well. And even then, like, then we get the uh, the quasars, right? Is uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, the you, you know what, what this reminds me of? You guys, like, it really reminded me a lot of, like, when Mark wanted to really trust dinosaurs, like Mark mm. Grayson. You know what I mean? And he was just, like, he was just so convinced. He was like, no, no, I want to believe in you. Like, I have to. Yeah. And then he realizes, like, his decision just, like, was not, like, not good that one, simple. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's not that simple, right? He's, 
And I, this reminds me, the stakes here reminded me a lot of that, where it's just like your choice is very important, but it's not just about your choice. It's about your journey as an individual, too. And I feel yeah. like Mark, in that in that Invincible, he saw like like uh, a bit of himself in Dinosaurs. And that's why he was able to relate to him and maybe be like, okay, no, I understand. I've been through something similar. But here it's like, it's tough because it's your best friend. And you just, there's no more, like, there's no, he's not there. So there's no one like, to relate to. There's, there's no one to, to talk to. your yeah. thoughts out to. Like, you know, right. back in the in the previous issues, whenever Marshall had a really bad idea, they were like, there's usually Nathan or Satomi or, oh, sorry, Nathan or yeah. Eva to be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not a good yeah. idea. But here yeah, it's like, no there's no one. You just like, do your thing. You know, like, did we make also, a mistake? Uh, yeah. Real quick, I want to give a massive, massive shout out to Eduardo Vergato because this issue had... Yes. It, there's the 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 page before this it's like the close-up on marshall's face when he says mm-hmm. you know let's get ingenious and then this page and then two pages later there's another shot of radiant black flying and each one of them sent chills down my body like yeah he, he did really, a fantastic job wait flip flip one yeah. more page flip one more page it, it's an impactful um transition right there yeah, really, that really one right is, there yeah with the it's red glow from the robots showing on his chest, that was so good. Yeah. Man. I wish I wish I could get that as a poster. And that's the perfect a, amount of yeah, yeah. the robots moving up, like mm, as they're eating, that, like uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it, so it's so we epic. see. see uh, oh, I just uh, I just realized something. What? Go 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 back to go forward one page. That's uh, that's a very premier like pose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that well, looks very theories. similar. Yeah, it could it could just be it's because Premier is the only other Radiant who can fly on his own. Oh, uh, maybe. So, so, so maybe. Just, it might just be a common like. Wait, it could yeah. be. I mean, you you could you know what I mean? Listen, I'm full like, tinfoil hat mode right now. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like this, even this page, because you were talking about how good the artwork and how smooth they do this thing a lot. I don't know if this is a technique with a particular name, but there's this like form of trans. Uh, of sorry. Uh, when you it's like dynamic paneling i don't know if that's the right exactly term. exactly it makes exactly. sense it's it's when you progress the paneling with like yeah. one panel that just connects them and it's not even a real panel it's a completely borderless like panel. through the so art like, through the art exactly the, yeah, yeah. The through the art. i i love that i love when they do they do it a lot with the cape mode and like breaking pages and then last issue when i was reading there's a there's one where like he's grabbing the panels and pulling himself yeah. above them yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, that kind of stuff works so well it's like when he's grabbing the railing right and he's like shocking yeah there's too yeah, much to so, call with this book it's seriously <laughs> but, uh, no it's it's definitely like you said it's one of the most ambitious comics and i definitely yeah. agree with that um it really does take a lot of big swings and the artwork is incredible but let's get back to the story here the, the quasars show up and that's like the trial that's what we found out is the new trial and it's funny um is it this issue how they find it all right so i find this so funny because it's just like in this issue he gets his intel from kieran and we'll we'll reason yeah. how he gets in the, the other issue yeah. and this issue kieran's just telling him okay like this is what happened this thing just appeared i think it's your next trial right and he goes to this place called Kilsen, which i'm assuming is a city it's in, in chicago or something Oh, it's in Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, t- a town. Okay. So um, then that's when he first shows up and he's like, you know what? No, like I'm going to take the quasars and this is my lateral, like thinking my creativity is like, I'm going to use them as weapons. Yeah. And I think this is the first time where we see like Marshall referred to himself as a weapon. 
like mm-hmm. where he like full on like explicitly he's just like no i'm a weapon that's the that's the trick he's like i have to you know they what, what does he say he says um they gave me the ammo and yeah he says they gave me the ammo to see if i know where to point the gun and yeah, I'm just like okay, <laughs> you know, he's just I mean? justifying it. That barely yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Like, why would they even do it that? Doesn't. Like, yeah, yeah really no, no, it doesn't. I, and that's how you know he's not thinking. Like, it's pure yeah. emotional, like impulsive rage, right? Are you surprised he didn't absorb the the quasar? Yeah, I, I think his rage, like, I think that's why they kept re like uh, emphasizing the concentration. Whenever Zuzer one or core like shows up to him, he's like, yeah. you have to concentrate. You have to be super concentrated. I think that's like that's why if you're not concentrated. Yeah. If you're if you're out of control, you're too emotional. He might not realize what Nathan did when he approaches it, which yeah. is like, oh, he says like, oh, did you ever approach like the edge of a cliff and you wanted to jump or something? Yeah, and he's kind of he's like, I feel that way with this, and he sucks it in. And I'm like, if Marshall was more calm in the moment, maybe he would have had a similar thought. Maybe his first thought would have been yeah. like, let me rationalize or let me like see what's happening yeah. around me before I just jump to conclusion. But I think I think he, in his mind, as we saw earlier in the issue, he just wants to hurt Premier. He wants to hurt the Empire. Yeah. Uh, he wants to hurt Catalyst. So he was just like, you know, I'm going to launch this shit straight back at them. And I wouldn't to be it. fair, hmm. so go ahead. I wouldn't have minded a line like, oh, if they want, it looks like they want me to absorb it. I don't trust them. Yeah. Anything they want me to absorb can't be good for me and just yeet it at them. That I could also see too. <laughs> would, would kind of give me of like, at least, because Marshall's kind of a bit more paranoid, untrusting, anyways, as is. So I would have liked that, but like, I'm fine with what we got anyway. What, what were you saying? Hmm. I was saying, like, yeah, like his his response is pure violence, and yeah. he and he thinks he's rebuffed when he launches the quasar at the ship and they blows a hole in it. So, because yeah. obviously earlier we saw the torpedoes didn't do nothing, now this thing blows a hole in it. So maybe he's thinking, oh, I was right, or at least we yeah. got something out of this. And that's when he decides, okay, my plan is now to do a full on assault with all these balls. So he tells Kieran, just tell tell me where the quasars are. I'm gonna launch them at the invasion at like the onslaught of, of robots and ships mm. that are coming at us and, and we'll see where we get. And that's what happens for the next few pages. You get these awesome, incredible action sequences by Eduardo Ferrigato and Rod uh, and Raul Angelo, sorry, inside the colors, inside the page and in inside the book. Sorry. And yeah, it's incredible. They actually managed to do some damage and that's where you see this page. This is a big uh, double spread page where you can see the splash at the top of him just continuing so the battle. So good. Yeah. And at the bottom, that's where Kieran is noticing that there's something wrong. And he tells him, look, it's 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 just like, like not only do we not understand what's really happening, but there's too many coming at once. Um, so he's telling Radiant Black, like, like, you know, it's not working. Like, you have to get out of there. And that's that's where in the next page, right? Oh, I jumped a little bit ahead, sorry. In the next page, I'll show it on the book. So he's asking Kieran, what do we do? As you see here, he's asking Kieran, like, what do we do? And that's where he notices Kieran's panicking and he's literally exiting the lab already. And he's yeah. just like telling people to get into the chopper. And then you see a massive explosion and you get this really cool. Like if you've ever read Zero Hour, A Crisis in Time, right? It's like Zero Hour when DC erased everything. They did this double page, widespread page of just like, it's like the, you know, disintegration basically the real story is written in invisible ink get a uv light after that no, <laughs> i was like at first i was like uh is this, this is part of the story for sure especially when you read the second issue I, but yeah. i've seen this technique before so yeah, yeah. and then you get the final page which is right here so <laughs> this page is really cool because we were talking about this with owen and, and backstage owen uh astutely pointed out before at the end of the rogue sun arc uh a moment that pay that's paid off from supermassive which is when we look at the 
when they get the visions, we see Marcus in his like, you know, flaming form. And mm-hmm. Owen was the first person to notice that and point that out on the server. So I was thinking, okay, that's a great observation. That's awesome to see the payoff. When are we going to see the payoff for this? And that's when I realized like these smokes, the setting looks familiar. And that's when I realized, yeah, it is actually, it's, it's happened. We've seen that happen in Supermassive. I, it might actually be the same moment. And I'm going to pull up the image here so that everyone can see it. Um, so give me a second. In the meantime, yeah. Yes. Rough. What did you, what Isn't did you it think crazy about that this all this was foreshadowed that long ago? Yeah. Yes. This was like, that was two years ago because Supermassive came yeah. out in late February. And now it's late February here. So it's like, and yeah. I believe Michael mentioned that they've been working on like the basics of what Catalyst World is going to be like since like issue four or five release. So they've been working on this for a really, really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also, to, yeah. If you want to thread the needle like that, you have to plan ahead like, like two or three years and you can see the results of that kind of thinking, right? And also, I really want to give massive props like the entire creative team, like mm-hmm. Kyle Higgins, Joe Clark, Eduardo Fergato, Marcelo Costa, Raul Angelo, Rod Fernandez, Becca Carey, Mr. Massiverse himself. Like, and obviously, of course, you know, all the other ones too, like production artists like Wesley Griffith and Ryan Sedotti's also given like a huge yeah. like, special thanks. Of the, uh, shout out to Ryan of the Invincible Podcast and Circle Guy News. Um, the amount of coordination that it must take to craft a story as big as this must be crazy because you fundamentally have two different versions of the exact same story scenario playing out. Yep, and, there, and there's the image that Bash talked about, the Supermassive. You have two mm-hmm. stories playing out, but they're fundamentally different. So you not only have to keep track of what's come before of the series and previous issues, but now it's like, okay, so this is what happened in the Marshall timeline. So this is how this is going to continue forward here. Mm-hmm. Okay, this happened in the Nathan timeline. And how would you write two scripts with two artists and colorists doing the work and bringing it to life? And you also have the same letterer and editor helping to sort of spearhead and really bring this whole thing together. It is a massive, massive, some would even say super massive undertaking. (laughs) You immediately knew where I was going with that. And I commend you for that. But yeah, it's just, it's so good. And that double page spread by Eduardo Fergato and Raul Angelo is just. And that ties in the. Ali, you had a point earlier on before we went on the air about uh, the the timeline of how these issues were coming out and how it relates oh. to uh, the delays. So I, I was just going to say, you know, the, the delays weren't great. We A lot of us were expecting these, these issues and they, they got delayed. But I just want to say, if you look at it as a whole, the delays started in July or at least 25, issue 25 came out in July of last year. And now we're in February of 2024. It's been eight months and we have gotten eight issues. So even though they might not have come out on a monthly basis, we still got the same amount of story um, yeah. during that time. And it was a great story. So I'm glad that they actually took their time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to them either way, because whether they were late or not, it, quantity wise, it, we, we, we didn't get affected. And quality wise, it's, it's getting even better and better. I'm still, I'm still mm-hmm. super hyped. Exactly. So yeah, if you're, you know, if anyone has grace with the release schedule, it's, it's pretty impressive what they pulled off and, and we haven't compromised any quality and really we're just getting the same amount of content just in bursts really. And right. it's been great. 
so yeah this like this was a hell of an ending though chicago presumably all of chicago if if not just that small town of hillson dude that's what i was wondering like is it all it looks pretty big man it looks it looks like a huge part of chicago for all of it i can see yeah yeah, it looks like chicago like (laughs) just to be that (laughs) guy the explosion and this this does make a difference the explosion in this issue in 28 is two pages and the explosion in 28.5 is one page i think there's a literal reason for that because nathan does a better job of handling the, the quasars so i think he minimized minimalized the radius of the explosion whereas like marshall was just like let it get out of control and so it was a much bigger explosion i think that's a yeah. plausible way but marshall definitely made it worse it. probably like getting yeah. it all going and the quasar thing okay, was so like, yeah. Real quick to to give you guys a sense of scale, I I've been to Chicago a couple of times, so I, I don't I'm not like super familiar with it. So I just looked at it on a map. Pilsen is like a, a part of Chicago. It's in the heart of Chicago, where there's a museum. Like it's part of the city, right? It's not like a suburb okay. or whatever. It's right next to Chinatown. And just by the size of this explosion and looking at the map, it looks like at least half of Chicago is gone. And Kyle, I know you're you're from Chicago, so please feel feel free to. <laughs> uh, correct us or shed some light because yeah to me that looks like a, a big big part of the city's gone what i just between, realized we're between Presum- this and, and firepower chicago's taken the biggest like beating like you know what i mean like, yeah. one timeline yeah. you got a giant dragon and the other one you got giant robots either way giant kaiju <laughs> monsters are coming down so right be yeah. prepared chicago you could in the Listen. real world you could be next at least it's not New York. It's always New York that gets hit with these uh, with these yeah, catastrophic that's true. events. That's true. So. Alka Stan Lee liked to live there. Goddamn, no. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so you're saying the aliens or whatever invading forces that come to New York aren't going there for Times Square because that's what I thought. You're saying no. that's not what it is. It's not for the All Empire State Building. No, no it's that but, store actually. Here's what yeah. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen to this. If Chicago is gone, that means we probably lost both Burnets as well. So in the other timeline, we only lose one. Oh, so yeah. That's, a, that's oh. something to think about. And also, Marshall may be out of a job now because the real, real world, world is no more. Yeah. So not yeah. only has he lost Thank his you. best friend, he lost his city. He also lost his job. So you're yeah. saying there's no more bath bombs? Oh, that's a big bath problem. bombs are gone. Not just that, well, I will. I will say it looks like Lockport, Illinois, is kind of far from Chicago, so they might be safe. Okay. It's like pretty inland. Yeah, he's like doing the fucking math. He's like, I gotta know. Yeah, dude, I, I need to know. I need to yeah. know. It's gonna keep me well, up we, at night. I we saw the real world alive. go up in the other timeline, though. Like you can see real world in the supermassive, like display there so either mm-hmm. this is a different explosion or that one i think it's worse to assume the real world's gone but I, I don't know but also we know it's a really good job because you can afford a house with it so like you know that's a that's a big loss yeah <laughs> anyways we should probably move on to the next issue but this was a major you know this was a failure for marshall seriously you lost the whole city you lost nathan last time now you lose at it looks like at least chicago or like a significant part of it so oh yeah that Jeez. reminds me of another thing because mm-hmm. at the ending of this when the explosions go off and at least i'm going to say like for the sake of it for generalizations purposes chicago was destroyed yeah armor comes down and he is like he's talking to marshall in like that weird weird language or whatever and mm-hmm. he's mentioning like all these different percentages of like failure and it's like mm-hmm. how much you want to bet the fact that the reasoning why he said those two percentages is one of those percentages is nathan's timeline percentage of failure and the other one is Marshall's. 
Interesting. Interesting. I I took it as he's I, I took it as like, like a loading bar. Like it's yeah, a loading like bar. Yeah. yeah. But I like what you said. I, yeah, I, like I did not think say, about though. it that way. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and then he says assessment finalized display results execute. So it looks like the test is over and he's like, I'm ready to, you know. I will say too, that. that's that's like a programming thing. Like when yeah. you, ex- you execute a program, that's when the program actually does what yeah. it's supposed to do. So yeah. probably. And, uh, and he's yeah. like, that's like the gospel there. Cause like the programming and the talk of the hive mind and stuff like that is basically, he's basically like a preacher, like an evangelical mm-hmm. preacher carrying out like his religious, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, his holy wars now basically for, uh, you know, anyways, uh, what were we saying over there on? Uh, no, because so, that remind because I came up with that because this reminded me, I don't know which one of you guys came up with this theory, but it was somebody mentioned that one of the theories that you guys had was Primer is testing Radiant Black across both of these timelines, but it's the same Primer, but he can see between the two realities. Mm. And so mm. I took that and I used like when, because obviously, of course, every single piece of dialogue is written in here for a reason. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no way it's the also that, like the two timelines exist for a reason as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Kyle and Joe know for a fact that there's a reasoning why primer has these two percentages. And so mm-hmm. with the, that and the combination of the earlier theory that one of you guys had of this is the same primer, but he's challenging both Nathan and Marshall across these timelines. And he's like assessing the data and how, how, how they failed in one timeline compared to how they failed in another. It's like, yeah. Hey, it's just a theory, but I do think there might be some precedence behind it. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah. nothing's off the table. Yeah, nothing's off the table. No, I agree 100%. And this is like Iranian Black. There's so many misdirects or, uh, and, and you know, subversive maneuvers in the storytelling in a good way. And, I, and I, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that segues perfectly into my next point, which is let's just get the page. Like, this is the cover to 28.5. This is the mm-hmm. half with Premiere. And let's dive right in. This first Wait, page so is that Premier's robot? Deal. Is that his robot on the uh, cover? Presumably? Yes, like, yes. His, yeah, his we colossal. Yeah. We saw that in okay. 20, yeah. We saw when they face off and they have the big, like, the Fast the fast and Furious moment, you know, like, okay, where they okay, always okay. face off. Right? Also, speaking of the covers, most of the connecting covers for the Catalyst were so far have been done by Marcelo Costa. I don't mm-hmm. know if Rob Fernandez also colored those or if Marcelo also colored them as well, but 28 and 28.5 are special as... Both of these covers were illustrated by Eduardo Regato and colored by uh, Rod Fernandez. And it also had accompanying Walking Dead 20th anniversary connecting covers as well because this was supposed to release back in December and this was part of an initiative that Image was doing. So in addition Mm -hmm. to these two really awesome covers done by Eduardo and Rod Fernandez, we also got these really awesome Walking Dead covers by Stefano Mm -hmm. Simeone of uh, Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I picked up those covers, but I bought them online because my stores didn't have them, so I don't have them in hand yet. But uh, I'm excited to get them. And These yeah, show the timelines better, I find, right? Because the right yeah. one is like this story with the radiance helping, and then the other one is just uh, pissed oh, off, man. Kate mode going solo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, I noticed that it's nice because the other ones have to keep it kind of vague, and both issues kind of had the same thing last time. We we're facing off against you know the competent syndicate there in the. Uh, the monks but uh, yeah i thought yeah. that was interesting yeah so uh, the first page is the same as um it's drawn differently but it's the same idea as last uh, issue 28 where 001 aka core is sneaking into a ship and this is really cool one of the best pages i think uh even though it yeah. has it's random 
This reminded me a lot of you know the collector in Marvel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It, it looks exactly like that yeah. in a good way. Like I mean, again, like the Massiverse does everything in their own aesthetic and their own fresh take. But reminded me of that in a good way. And I just this fro this uh you called him Frodoc, but I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You know, next time he calls looks, on here, the first amazing. question: What's yeah. the frog's name? What's yeah. his backstory? And yeah. Also, <laughs> next to the frog, really like Kathy's henchin or whatever he said on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He he, Kyle, really fan in the the Kathy flames here. But if you look to the right of our frog friend, that does look a lot like Darkhawk to me. I know it probably isn't. Yeah. yeah. But Kyle did write Darkhawk for Marvel a couple years ago. Really good series to check out. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I I loved a little like there aren't cameos, but I love it. We have like a giant enemy crab. Yeah. We got like a gingerbread man. You- if you look in the middle one, just literally the thing in the middle, if you could zoom in on that, that looks like Alan to me. Alan the alien. Yeah. Dude, this, With this arms looks like and a, those it, and those feet. Yeah. This looks like a Thraxon. That's a Thraxon. Yeah. I've, yeah. That's yeah. a Thraxon. That, like, that was my first thought. When I looked at him, I'm like, is that a Thraxon? Is this like a yeah, reference yeah. to Invincible? We know Kyle's yeah, Invincible. Is a fan of oh, of course. I mean, this was. It kind of looks like Alan, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's almost legally distinct enough. And this also reminds me of the yeah. if there was like a spawn issue and they didn't crossover where they had the superheroes in a cage and you just saw mm-hmm. their arms hanging out and stuff like that. I, I love yeah. scenes like that. It's like Easter egg, it's an Easter egg friends. Yeah. Dude, no, I love this page. I love this page. And I hope, I sincerely hope at least one of these characters come back, even if it's like a stupid moment where they just die immediately. <laughs> I don't care. But I sincerely yeah. hope it's like the frog looking thing because that character looks so there's no way it can't be. That's the st- <laughs> that, that is that's the rating going forward, in my opinion. <laughs> It's amazing. It's like a perfect well, how, do the feet, how do the feet support the, the freaking like the torso face thing? Just rolls. Matt, yeah, you've never seen Mike. Rolls. You've never seen yeah. Mike from uh Monsters yeah. Inc. Mike oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike no, that's a good that's a great yeah. comparison. But yeah. again, like we're laughing and joking, but this shows just how strong the catalyst or the empire Premier's Empire is where this is what they've captured and fought this. against them. It's storytelling. Yeah, it felt like yeah. Invincible a lot, but in a good way. Like not in like uh, this is the same thing, but like this is the first time where I felt like Rainy Black is actually going like galactic. We're not just going to space. Yeah, we're going galactic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like we're seeing all this cool shit, and then you see this is the part I was looking forward to the most: is Core talking to Zhao. Dude, yeah. Zhao is such an interesting character, and she has like so little uh screen time or like panel time in this book mm-hmm. but she has she makes such a uh, a large impact with what few words she shares with with core because she says really interesting things which let's see she says to him they have some you know they talk a little bit he's asking okay he says dreams of ascendancy in battle and then she says my mothers were sacred oats of the lower orders the sacrifices they made for me to be even considered for accretion were far more than almost than most could handle your new way seemed so grotesque disrespectful to their memories yet here i am about to die for it strange then he says well sh- well it was surely the will of existence and that's what i was telling you guys earlier is that everyone yeah. uses it differently this guy who descends from the path uses it to justify it he's saying well if you really believe that then this is also the will of existence which really shows you how clever he is like that yeah. that that's why like they they quote him in the earlier issues and shit because like he really is clever i can see him um, attracting their curiosity or, or like sparking their curiosities uh, because if they're all this hive mind and they're all programmed to think the same way, but he's actually asking all these interesting questions that might actually get them to think more about freedom or freedom of choice. Yeah, He's Neo. Like I, I'm plugging them from the matrix. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, but he's super interesting though, and I agree with what you said earlier that he's like an S tier character. I I think when we first did the rankings, we said A because we didn't know about him. But I think if we had to pick at least the the four of us or the the podcast folks, I think we could agree all of us that he's an S tier character now. Yeah, and I like that. I like what you pointed out about whether he's using is it manipulation, saying like this is existence away, like the way you're using their worldview and kind of like rewriting a little bit and allowing them to still go by. The religion or the religious framework that's set up but i'll say well what yeah. about this like if existence would allow for it then i mean it's just existence's way it's 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 very clever like kyle's killing it and the dialogue of uh one and his people like it's very layered and very dense like it's 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 the toughest to um to uh accept to uh you know to, to understand really for me until it make sure that i get directly what he wants to convey here but no i love it and they almost look like i get like orc vibes from like lord of the Ring. uh wow a little bit and some of these designs yeah. i like it the thing is it's this is actually the thing i was holding to tell you guys the most is this is i think one of the biggest lore drops when he in says the next sentence in the series he says well it was surely the will of existence and then she says and without a stay of execution i will rejoin it uh in accordance with its programmings uh is the sacrifice and then mm. he, he she gets cut off and he says he is alive and then she responds this is so important. He, she says, bittersweet. I suppose that means your champion failed. What? So that's that's what it gets me thinking like, okay, so Nathan was meant to die. Like that was passing the test meant Nathan had to die in some way. It was just like, how was he supposed so to die? So when he says he is alive, he's talking about Nathan, right? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Marshall. Marshall. Uh, he's talking about that. Yes, he's talking, talking about Marshall. That's, I don't know. Sorry, sorry. He's talking about the one where where he was saved. So he's talking about Marshall. Yeah. yeah so Marshall so is like, alive. Yeah. And this is the, the champion that failed is Nathan. Yeah. 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 So so yeah. So sorry. Nathan Marshall was meant to die, like in that timeline, and it that was part of the test being passed. That's why I think this line is so important because I'm, we have to unpack it more. And I don't think we can do that right now because we have to read the other issues, which I haven't done recently. But I did read 27.5 quickly. And she's the one who was the traitor. She is yeah. the person who goes against the other priests yeah. and tells Marshall where Nathan – or sorry, tells Nathan where Marshall is. She tells him straight up. She's like, you got to go save him. He's at that statue. If you go now, you might just get to him. And if she doesn't interfere, I don't think there's a chance that Nathan gets there in time because yeah. it was an information. It was an urgency oh, kind sure, of thing. For sure. Yeah. So this well, is super interesting. Like, what does that mean? The fact that he, like, like she says, bittersweet, I suppose that means your champion failed. So maybe that means becoming premier means you have to, because do you guys remember what Kyle said? That these guys are basically the four horsemen of Apocalypse. Yeah. And right. then like premier is like, uh, 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 like Apocalypse himself or whatever, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Whatever the thing, yeah, so it's like the plague or whatever. So it's like, if that's the case, doesn't that mean he's a murderous motherfucker? And that like the person yeah. who's gonna have to become premier is gonna have to be super like murderous. He's gonna have to be able to mm. kill off a whole okay, bunch okay, of hold people. Hold on, because we we kind of touched on this backstage. When we were kind of trading theories. We were saying, or I was saying that whoever one of them is gonna become premier, right? And if you look, when I we I most of us, well, all three of us reread the series this past week from from the beginning. Um, mm. And something I noticed is that in the first few issues, when they both, when Nathan connects with uh, with the radiant, the radiant says, "Are you willing to kill him or take his life?" Something along those lines. And Nathan says, "No." Well, Marshall gets asked that same exact thing. Marshall immediately says, "Yes." Not he 
doesn't take a second to think about it. Now, connecting that to what you were just saying, that Premier has to be a murderous MFR, yeah. um, Marshall would be the murderous one and not Nathan. So I'm now I'm thinking 001 wants Nathan to be the winner and become the new Premier so he could change the old way so we can have Nathan be the new Premier in the new way. Interesting. Hmm. I like that. I, I was a little bit of rambling, but I hope it made no. sense. No, it it does. I this whole thing it's really layered and confusing. I even yeah, it's it's really layered. It, it's it's really tough because we have timelines. It's hard to remember like all of the all the elements of each timeline and every with every dialogue, every box of dialogue. Like it's tough, and that's why I feel like you know we might need to do a bonus episode in between, or definitely afterwards to break down all the Callus War and like stuff we didn't <laughs> didn't catch on the first go through. But yeah, this this is that is a big lore drop. I think that is really interesting the way they're playing it. It's almost you know. Like they're beyond the game, they know way more about this than we do, and uh, no, this was interesting. No, but and then she says the line before is just as interesting, and she says, "Well, surely when he says, well, it was surely the will of existence,' and she says, and without a stay of execution, I will rejoin it in accordance with its programming is the sacrifice. So maybe the sacrifice, like, I I don't understand, like like she, they had to kill him to somewhat." I don't know, prevent her from, I don't know. So it compromises her pecking her within the pecking order of everything. So yeah, it's really interesting. Clearly there's some sort of like order and structure to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe that sacrifice was part of that whole thing. It was part of the test. So I'm very curious, like what, what exactly does that entail in terms of the test itself? Because as we read this issue, we see that there's a lot of hints that the test is specifically tailored to the person. And we knew that to an extent, right. but it's mm-hmm. like even every single choice you make. And that's, we, we know that when there, I don't know if it's this issue or the last one, when he was like, I would have preferred for the war to be like on the moon. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. and that's what I'm just like, and like, what? Cause like, there's clearly yeah. like layers to why, why would you want it on the moon? That's the first thing I thought was like, why would you want it there to obviously less loss of life and casualties, but I'm thinking like, there's something more to it, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So that was. I'm just saying, if you if you blow up the moon, Earth is fucked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 The the moon is very important. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, and then we get to go to the post office, and it's really interesting that there, there's a big contrast in. So Marshall looked really good, like even though he lost his friend, they mentioned at the funeral that, like, he's got more. Uh, he's viewed better than any politician right now, right? Like it was, I'm thinking it was after the funeral. And in this timeline, Radiant Black looks awful because Nathan was just kind of like walking around and they said that uh, those spacemen just pummeled him and he kept he kept just taking it, right? So it, there's not a lot of faith in Radiant Black here in the, the Nathan Radiant Black in the way that he goes about doing things. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And it's also the lack of control apparently they have. So... They, 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 he does say specifically, he says, Nathan has to do what I say. He has to work with us. And if he's not compliant, we'll have to make him listen. And that's mm-hmm. when Satomi tells him he won't cure. And he thinks he has to do this all himself. And that's where he says, I just had a sitting Senator ask if we could get you to palette swap and fill in. If I told you how many times I've heard nukes suggested the past three days, you wouldn't sleep tonight. So he, like Kieran, you get to really see that he has no interest mm-hmm. in, in, in really like, like his interest lies a lot in being able to specifically dictate and control these heroes. Yeah. You want their tools to him uh, to fulfill his agenda. And you see that not only with what he's saying about Nathan, but also immediately with what he says to Stomi, because she says, he says to her, convince him, do that any way it takes. And you can consider your sentence commuted. 
And then she says, which is what we've said before on the Discord. Yeah. You know, I could walk out of prison whenever I want to, right? And that's when he he just gives her this like horrible look, and he's like, "Fine, you don't want to play ball? Yeah. We'll do this a different way." And I'm like, "God damn, <laughs> what is he gonna? Yeah. What is he gonna do there? Like, how is he gonna? Is he just gonna yeah. threaten her family? Is he gonna just? You know True. what I mean? Like, I don't even know." But we not get her just that, the- we know she can walk out of prison because she got blushed since the last issue. Look at those rosy cheeks that we don't really see <laughs> on Satomi, which I mean. It's true. It's a nice little touch and also adds like a little bit of red to Radiant Red. Yeah, uh, That's a joke, but yeah, I, I noticed that. It's nice to see Satomi. I've missed Satomi. It's nice to see yeah, she's the heavy too. hitter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought he meant shift when he said go a different way. I thought he meant using shift now. Yeah. Putting him on the, on the... Oh, yeah. That that works too. That works too. Yeah. yeah, it could be shift. It's hard to tell with Kieran. And also, I was just looking at his scar. Like, he's a he's such a pra- uh, pragmatic guy. So practical. Like, whatever, like, could have, like, whatever it was that gave him the scar could have easily, like, cut his eye or whatever. But he managed to save the eye. I don't know. That's just me reading super far into the design. But uh, I, I like that little scar detail. And then we get the trippiest page. Now that you mentioned it, we were talking about how him and core are playing two different sides and pulling strings. They both have scars. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Right. It just makes it, it, makes it funny. But, yeah. 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 And he's got two scars too, so double one's wiser, that's for sure. No, uh, <laughs> this was well, yeah, we what's what's good. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, this was really cool. This this page with uh Papa Burnett uh, doing his like super cool like spy technique stuff. But uh, what were you saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's good, and we were kind of talking about this before, and maybe someone can enlighten us in the comments or on Discord, but. Hmm. When or for how long did Mr. Burnett know that Nathan was reading black? whether it be at this point or at some point, you know, I know, was it you Owen who said uh, kind of been like an Aunt May situation or like he knew all along or might've happened off panel. Yeah. I do have like, a couple of theories. The first hmm. one off the top of my head that I remember is the first one is um, he probably might've connected to the dots because it's like, Oh, isn't it odd the fact that a mysterious new superhero ends up coming to Lockport around the same time as when my son comes back from California. Isn't that a bit odd? But the second theory that I have is when Marshall comes back from existence in issue number 11 and Nathan tells him, Marshall, I woke up six weeks ago. What if when Nathan woke out, first came out of that coma and Marshall was still in existence or trying to get out, that it was during that six week period that Nathan told his dad, I know this sounds crazy, but this is basically everything that's going on. Like these are the two theories that I have. Um, if anybody else has any kind of ideas, like let us know. Uh, Kyle or Michael, if you're willing to tell us, like go on ahead. But you know, I also just thought it could be from news coverage because we know in the other timeline everyone knows who Marshall is. Like they know Marshall Ward is Radiant Black. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It stands to reason that like in this timeline they also know that Nathan is Radiant, even if he's not compliant. Like, and then we we also. No, well. and Peters know. Mills and Peters know. We don't know who they who they told, but they, they definitely know. And then we also yeah. see that he has a card from Sergeant Hebert there. Yeah. Yeah, Hebert oh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically he got he got visited by somebody. So yeah. So if people yeah. are, are doing that, they're probably gonna say, Hey, you're in danger, your son is this, you're in danger, mm-hmm. so we're gonna watch you, or here's what you need to know. I figured that's probably it. And we could get a flashback, right? I feel like in next issue after you know, rest in peace, Henry here after what happens, but next issue we might get a flashback and, you know, touch on a couple moments we might not have had to in the war and have Nathan maybe looking back. Who knows? Yeah. I I, I wonder if it's like, because it was so random deciding where to put the quasars. And I kept thinking like, is the first one in Gold Coast? Because like a lot of Australian people who worked in the massive (laughs) first, including uh, 
Michael Basudo, but I'm, even even if it's just a funny coincidence, I love that little touch. That's, cool. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we see in this issue, his dad manages to save his ass in sense of um, basically he prevents him from potentially getting caught by uh, prying eyes. And they go to a secure location where he's basically telling him like, you know, we have to go take care of the situation, stay out of the city, all that. And that's yeah. where I thought it was so funny because he's like, it's okay, we'll take the Skyway. <laughs> and you see Marshall in a very Marshall way putting his legs up on the hood of the car. Like he's like really enjoying himself in that car <laughs> while yeah. he's getting if you, transported. If you look at the at the first panel on that page, uh, you see Nathan talking to his dad. And in the background, Marshall is moving boxes with a woman, it looks like that's that's not Satomi, but yeah, or is that his mom? No, that's his mom, hundred percent. His is mom, it? you think? Okay. okay. I mean, is it Satomi? I thought I thought it was the mom too. I, it I makes sense. It's, it's mom. mom. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. Also, yeah. I love Raiden Black flying with the car. It brings me back to like issue one, yeah, two, three, classic. four, like that era. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of callbacks in this issue. Yeah, or at least a couple, uh, notably. And uh, Reddit does save the day. Honestly, if there's ever a disaster, I guess just go on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> this was, like, it was honestly, so. Fun. I think the most unrealistic part of this story so far is that a redditor is helping to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's also like low key, like that's uh, just how the Discord is, or like any any like I feel like comic book fans in general are like that. They always want to dig for the answers. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. he's like he's like, yeah. <laughs> so we're all like that's how you do any yeah. ARG, right? The internet kind of comes yeah, together and tries to oh, figure yeah. it out. No, but I love yeah. how Kyle implements uh, technology and like social media into this. It's never yeah. how do you do fellow kids. It's like, oh, it just, it's like, it's always yeah. been there the way he does Dude, it. They have yeah. real usernames. Like yeah. their usernames yeah. are just as ridiculous as real life usernames. So it's a bunch yeah. of random shit. And then like battle Apple. Oh yeah. That makes sense. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Or like bring yeah. the crystal. Like, yeah. like those automated ones. Like my one, my buddy yeah. got a yeah. uh, random Xbox gamer tag. It was just like chain pair. It was like the randomly yep. generated. Yeah. That kind of stuff that really engra engrosses you in the media. And then, uh, yeah, they're talking bombs. We're doing the Reddit stuff. We're looking at the Quasars. And the Quasars were a genius, I think. Because, like, you don't really mm -hmm. think it's so out of, like, from, from out of space. Like, the Radiance came, presumably to be a, a positive uh, change. But then the Quasars are just so unstable and ridiculous. And, the, and they're not meant to be there. And the way they replicate and how to get rid of them, it, it, was, it was genius. It was. Yeah. I, I, Barcelo Costa, like... This is the first time I've noticed like the difference on the artwork, just because it's very it's very like close stylistically. They both do a really good job of keeping it like uh, you know tonally similar. similar and yeah. Mm. But one thing that I noticed is that Marshall's face is a little more animated here, whereas like I feel like it like it it looks more like anime in a good way yeah. but i feel like with with eduardo it's more expressive like you can tell when he's really upset or emotional whereas yeah. here he's he's always like more excited more lively so they both like you can tell it a little bit in the face if you've seen their artwork enough like, look at that reaction yeah. like the detail yeah. on the on the redditor's body like the lighting is amazing is so cool amazing yeah uh, so yeah, I, yeah this was this was amazing like this was just a great issue to be honest yeah no so it yeah. was and i feel like uh, Ferragato and, and Costa are almost like they're it's almost like friendly competition who can like you know yeah. who can put out the best work and I'm loving yeah. it yeah they, they they definitely like push each other to greater heights and it's such a it's such an incredible like we're I always say and I really wholeheartedly mean it like we have some of the best artists in comics right now especially in mainstream mm -hmm. comics 
And then we have some of the best creative duos. There's not a lot of books that are going to give you, especially indie books, that are going to give you an artistic duo, duo specifically, with someone as good as like Marcel Casa and Eduardo Farigato. And then on the other end, on Rogue Sun, like with Marco Rena and Abel. Like, it's crazy. I was literally looking at like Marco Rena and Abel stuff the other day, and I was like, man, we're so spoiled. <laughs> like, we got like two amazing artists. Like, and working super on, massive. Like, super books. massive with uh, Giacullo yeah. as well. Like, yeah. So yep. who's who of, uh, you know, like legends. Yeah. yeah. So Wait. back to the trial, the Quasars, we see that uh, with, with Nathan, that's, we were talking about this earlier. His first impulse is to like go and absorb it. He has this like, like, like this more analytical approach in the sense that like, there's a bit of impulse there, right? Cause he's just reacting, but yeah. there's more thought to it for sure. Cause he's not like just angry. He's just thinking like rationally. He's like, you know what? I have this feeling I'm going to investigate it. It yeah, paid off. Man. Yeah. But then your favorite your favorite shifter makes an appearance. More like um, what did you guys think of that? <laughs> what did you guys think of that? Uh, I know Owen must have been really excited to see his favorite shift is to be out of nowhere. Yeah. It was definitely nice to see him back. And also, um, this actually clarifies like where exactly in the timeline the shift chapter five story takes place mm -hmm. in because mm – -hmm. For those who remember shift, uh, the shift one shot that released back in late December, that had a special bonus story by Kyle Higgins, Daniela DiNiculo, Walter Biamonte. And it basically explained like what happened to shift after he got arrested in arc four. And Kieran basically buys shift in the five indicate for 20 million bucks. And it's like, you basically work for me now in kind of like a task force X type way. And like a lot of us were debating like whether or not like is this set in the Nathan timeline? Is it set in the Marshall timeline? Is it set in both? Mm. But with the release of 28.5, we now know that this is set in the Nathan timeline. And we do get that little ending thing from the end of the issue where it's like, shift will return in Radiant Black 28 and 28.5. But mm. now we know like what exactly the extent of his involvement in yeah. Catalyst work mm -hmm. is now because he's basically a pawn, supposed pawn for Kieran or... It's very clear he's probably got like his own agenda and whatever, but for the yeah. time being, he's working with Kieran and also working on his Japanese because he immediately responds with Moshi Moshi. It's like, wow, look <laughs> at Mr. Like Toko Rosetta Stone over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's a douche. I love it. And um, yeah, I mean, did you guys, what did you guys think? Was it so satisfying? Like immediately, because you go from the left, it's you see them on both pages and you see, you read the left page and it's like, yeah, he's fighting. Um, Nathan, and then just Marshall runs him over with the car. <laughs> it's just like, it's yeah. so sad, you know. But um, yeah, that was that was awesome. And then I love their like tactical retreat. It was a very Pokemon like run away moment, you know. Yeah, just, <laughs> flee. <laughs> yeah, flee. Exactly. It was just like it's time to go, baby. Um, and then you know they do another flying sequence with the car. This part I really like. So in the next page, um, you get a bitch fit from Marshall. He's just like, God, I hate that guy. Which is funny because his name is Guy, so it's like the double yeah. funny, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, and uh, and that's when they're like, okay, we got to figure out what's going on. And he says, Marshall says, killer news: the internet is still undefeated. Someone beat you to it. So the internet really comes in clutch, and yeah. they they find this graduate student uh, from the University of Chicago dorms, and they manage to track him down. And he actually is a, I think yeah, he's a graduate like physics student or something. So he's able to help them by explaining what the hell is going on, what they have to do. 
And at one point, they just look at him and they're like, how do you know all this? And he's like, it's a very competitive program. <laughs> yeah, here's the kid. So, yeah, he says, I'm you know, some hero. Yeah, exactly. Based on the data in the forum, it's uh, they think we're, we think they're quasars, incursions forming in a specific pattern based on a fixed point on an n-dimensional solid with two axes of rotation intersecting with a two-dimensional space. Okay, so and then there's a little diagram. I'm uh, assuming the sun is Oh yeah. So what he says is he gives them an ETA on when the next quasars are going to pop up, and basically explains to them uh, through deduction eventually that they need to find these quasars and absorb them and it's not just radiant black necessarily that is able to do this but any radiant yeah. because it's a yeah. particle thing so we see that in the next page and ravenswood manor where uh yeah. nathan gets to the right location as you can see there's a really cool page where he just absorbs all the energy that's and how that's true five gum basically yeah yeah <laughs> he says this has so much to energy if it feels like it's pulling and then he says huh that's it it's gone and then that's when he's like, uh, you know, you got to go quickly. There's this entanglement thing happening. And he's on his way to the other one. And that's where Marshall, when he's with the graduate student, is told it's any radiant will work. And that's where he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to take initiative. Let's get the other radiance in here. So Yeah, and so the only reason Tommy showed up, Marshall called her last time, right? So that's what yep. he's saying. is like, the only reason he did it again here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marshall kind of saves his ass. Marshall is the best man in the chair of the two. Mm-hmm. And also, one other thing I want to mention really quick is I believe the fact that, like, with the appearance of the, um, of these, like, little, uh, whatever's, uh, yeah, those, um, I think that my, their appearances and how rapidly they're beginning to pop up, I think that might have actually been tied to whether or not the best friend of Radiant Black was supposed to be sacrificed. Because in the Marshall timeline, Nathan died and, when the guys were sacrificing, like in service to opening the third door, and then like they try and kill him, and then like all the quasars begin to like begin rapidly popping up way more than they can control. Mm. But in 28.5 in the Nathan timeline, because Marshall didn't get sacrificed, what if that may have affected with the timings and how many of the quasars were able to appear? Because, like, as Nathan's talking with one of the the Redditor, mm. he's like, Wait, that's weird. That showed up a bit earlier than it was projected to be so what if how there was the sacrifice might have had some sort of influence over how the challenge was supposed to go interesting that's interesting i, I was yeah. thinking it might I have like to that. do with whether they absorb the quasar or use it as a weapon that was my that that was my thought but yeah i i think that's valid too um that's interesting i don't know i'm not sciencey enough to understand and plus we don't know right because there, there's real science and then we're ringing the radiance right so you never know I love how Pink's portal pops out of the panel too there. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was really nice to see that they actually got them again for the help. But again, we said like it really shows that it, it varies. Their approach varies by each issue, by how they feel, what's going on contextually and everything. So that's really interesting to see that, to see how not only are the Radiants best when they're together or the two Radiant Wielders best when they're working together, but also teamwork always makes the dream work right okay. so <laughs> that's uh, sure yeah, this, dream work. this one uh, this one is great because we get that page where we see again all of them doing like a group absorption in the bottom here you can see um the three radiance pink red and black all absorbing everything and that's when we see in this timeline um one thing i thought was really funny is pink is absorbing like one of the balls 
and mm. she says and then you you hear you can see a radio from uh red who's asking her want some help if you can teleport me down and that's what she says nah i'm cake which i've never ever heard anyone say i just think that's so funny nah, that's I'm really cake. yeah it's very <laughs> shway, exactly another couple of minutes and i and then you see shroom, a, a teleporting punch basically and that's where you see the shift has appeared and he said something that's i thought so funny because it's like yeah she's gonna get triggered he says um don't take it personally you're just the weakest and as he's lunging at her you hear like a, a an explosion and that's radiant pink going into pink god mode right here what do you think her power sets are or Dude, i have no i have no idea maybe she extends her i have no idea i don't know maybe, maybe it's 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 just everywhere in every space at the same time interesting yeah that's Am really I- cool my immediate thought was it's Kitty Pride. She's intangible and things can move through her and nothing can hit her. That's why it's like might be futile for him to even go at her. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like omnipresence is also like, uh, that feels like her ability dialed up to me. And also, yeah. I believe this is the first time we've actually seen Shift interacting with Ava because yeah. obviously, of course, we've mm-hmm. seen him tangle with both Radiance Black. We've seen him tangle with Satomi in her miniseries. He may have had some kind of encounter with Radiant Yellow during the Rogues Gallery arc, 1617. But I believe this is the first time that we've seen Shift yeah. interacting or meeting mm-hmm. with Ava. So it makes for a really interesting setup that, unfortunately, we don't get to see in this particular issue. Maybe we might get the uh, fallout of that in 29.5. It's like, man, that was an exhausting fight that we had. It was so cool. We wish everybody could have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, that's a great uh, point. And yeah. so it was, re- it was really nice to see that dynamic, even if it was just brief. And hopefully we'll get to see at least more of the fight or the outcome in the next issue. But back well, to Radiant Black. She wrong because he, he called her the weakest. So. Plus, I want to see what she can do with the God Mode. That's such a tease to like end it right there to be like, oh, no, God Mode, bye. We'll come back later. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit jumpy. We got to get yeah. uh, Radiant Red a jetpack, though, because uh, she might have got another Burnett killed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but kind of. Um, yeah. this was a great ad for a Subaru until it wasn't, uh, we get things that are dialing up and, uh, we learned that red is better at absorbing the quasars because I mean, her ability is absorption. It makes sense that she'd be, mm-hmm. she'd be able to handle it, uh, the easiest. And, uh, yeah, things but get, this is, much- this is important. I have to point this out. I've yeah. literally pointed out how not being able to fly as a radiant is a huge weakness, but yeah. pink is able to like find her, Teleport, navigate yeah. her way around it because of teleportation. And like mm-hmm. Wendell could just see all the timelines where he fucks up and then like maybe catch the bus at the right time or something, you know, whatever <laughs> works for him. Yeah. But, but like, that's only just there, man. She cannot do anything. And that to me is just like, it's brutal because she literally is ground locked. Like she has to find transportation yeah. to be useful. She can't just like go somewhere, which makes it. She needs to learn how to Hulk it. jump. Exactly, now the Hulk so, jumps like just leaps miles. That's that's what she needs to learn. Yeah, like how could how could she think when 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 uh, when Mister Burnett comes up here and he's just like, oh, I'll just take you. Like how the fuck could they think that's a good idea? And I also do want to say, she says, "Oh, Marshall, need a lift," and then you jump back to. Oh, sorry. She says, ah, Marshall. And then she sees the dad, uh, Mr. Burnett with the car, need a lift. And then you see a panel on the next page with Marshall saying, what? That's impossible. We left the car right across. And then he says, oh, oh. And he sees like 001 just teleporting. So that's like, is 001 not directly responsible for killing, for somewhat getting Mr. Burnett killed if he's the one that teleported the car there? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, he is, but he's also the one responsible for saving Chicago at that point too. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 
So it was it's like one life for the for everyone else. Yeah. And yeah. and he's again kind of assisting Nathan from the shadows. Yep. Which yeah. again goes back to kind of the yeah. amalgamation of theories we had that his the champion of his choice would be Nathan. That's who he's trying to have yeah. win, basically. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But yeah, he shows up, so I guess he like teleported the car. Like he he could have probably prevented any deaths. But he did make sure the car got there for this event to happen the way it is. Uh, it's it's really interesting, and I I this death was amazing. I, we got to talk about it, where Red's driving the car. It's so it shows so much that like he's driving the car with like the, the woman that almost like killed his kid, and it's just like this yeah. is what's important. What's really important is just like hey Nathan, remember what I said about shortcuts? Yeah, well, it's not a shortcut to let people who love you help you. Like that gave mm-hmm. me chills that line, and it's just you know even now just reading it. And just mm-hmm. this death was amazing. Like the way that even uh, Tommy's trying to absorb it and the car gets her there, like just in time to absorb enough 35 seconds left. And then we get the white page and the crater, right. Oh. And, you, and you get the, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's from a different issue. That's later. <laughs> On that yeah, too, you, this, they, 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 they highlighted how much yeah. smaller this one was because this time we only yeah. got one blank page instead of two. Yeah, I remember the yeah. other issue we had the two blank pages. Good mm-hmm. call. Yeah, and it's a small crater that gets just yeah. enough of the car to kill, <laughs> kill Mister Burnett. This, this is oh. yeah, right here. This is brutal, right here. This is like, like hard to. Yeah, it's like two seconds closer, two seconds quicker, and maybe we could have saved. We could have had the perfect ending where everyone saved, and even just up above where uh, where it's cut off, you see like Marshall and the Redder, like we won, yeah, dream team, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you technically yes, but yeah. And it cost. It came at a cost. You get this brutal ending here, which parallels um, the Marshall ending from <clears throat> from last month, where Nathan dies, and it's brutal, right? They both got some. Uh, and you know what it is too. Yeah. This this could be his sacrifice because it seems like this sacrifice that they have to make has to be personal rather mm. than just kind of mm. civilian. So this could be Nathan's sacrifice as opposed to Marshall losing his best friend. I like yeah. that thought. Damn, so what an what, issue. One yeah. thing I wanted to bring up is this is from 25, I believe, right? 25? Mm-hmm. 25 yeah, or 20? 25, yeah. Yeah, so this is the first time that you see Radiant Yellow and Radiant Pink's God mode right here. Okay. Yeah, because you can see Radiant Yellow makes, I'm assuming that's his God mode, but he like super positions or something. So he makes multiple yeah. versions of himself all with, with their own. Um, energy it looks it, pink just turns into light i guess like i know he's more light based but pink just turns yeah. into like fast matter like yeah. you just travel that fast i guess is like the idea yeah. i have it's no idea but it looks it looks really straight cool. up energy i don't know yeah. the face is almost cthulhu like yeah hmm. it's interesting so yeah and then you see more alien beings who look somewhat similar to the zero zero one species of people so yeah. maybe these these were them when they were getting or like destroyed. a different part of the planet, like how people on Earth yeah. look a little bit different depending on the continent. Yeah. So here we were talking earlier about where is Radiant Yellow. This is the last time we saw Radiant Yellow. So it's important because we're talking about the new way a lot in the last two issues. So 27, 28, and the point five. This is a lot of new way discussion. This is important because we've all had our our, our speculations or theories regarding how the timelines are going to converge or something like that. Um, yeah. Um, so 
why is this cool? Because A, we talked about how, sorry if I'm repeating myself, how Radiant Yellow was benched during this event and somehow him coming back is going to influence things, especially mm. considering how this is to do with timelines and he had his, his own visions about what's happening. But here it's particularly interesting because he's, it's his colossal speaking for him yeah, there saying is no there way. is no new way. Yeah, so it goes back on its word and it literally takes him out of the picture. Like it literally just sucks him in and there's yeah. no more, like Radiant Yellow is no longer in play. So my thinking is like, like that has to do with everything, right? Like what's going on there? I'm not yeah. entirely sure yet, but there's something happening there as well. And it ties back to the main, like the, the overarching narrative regarding what's happening with Catalyst, which is this whole like new way versus the old way. So yeah. we, we are going to have to, as a community, come together and figure this out. What is like exactly the new way and the old way? Yeah, we've gotten some crumbs here and there. So let's try to figure this out and see exactly what's happening. So yeah, like maybe the robots are going to see who wins, right? And like, there is no new way, but like they're trying to resist. They don't want Wendell to be impacting it too much because he can see the future and maybe they want to see how the new guys play out. I don't know. Owen? Yeah. Mm. So I mentioned off top that I was going to have some ideas and discussions that we yeah. could for this. Now that we've reached the ending of both issues, uh, I want to discuss with you guys, what do you think, this, based off of what we got so far, what do you think the story of Catalyst War is? And I want to mention this off the bat. To anybody who's ever taken a creative writing class or any type of thing like that, there's a difference between story and plot. Plot is basically like the exact events of what things happen, like A, B, C, D, so on and so mm. forth. Story is more so about like the purpose and what exactly is going on beyond the plot, what is driving the plot, what is causing this plot to move forward. I believe that the story of Catalyst War is it serves as a character study between Nathan and Marshall and it showcases what happens when you have two people who've spent their entire lives with each other and they're put through these. It's basically what happens like when you take these two people and you have them face the exact same trials and you see how exactly they handle these different ideals and pressure. Like hmm. in the second trial, when Marshall and Nathan are faced with the opposition of the 100 and accretion, Marshall immediately tries to go into a fist fight. He's immediately going out all fists ablazing, trying to be able to take them out. Whereas Nathan is trying to use his linguistic and conversation abilities and persuasion in order to be able to convince the members of the 100 mm -hmm. of the new ways validity. And it did at least get to at least one of them because like she ended up helping him tell like, listen, like a friend's going to be sacrificed and whatever and so on and so forth. And it also speaks to the nature about the choice of free will because from what I've gathered, the old way was basically the radiance would possess the individual. They would possess the vessel. The colossals would take over. They would all serve the will of basically trying to conquer all these planets, whereas the new way is all about free will. It's about self-expression. Mm. It's seeing what mm. happens when those are given these incredible abilities and they're given the opportunities of what they want to do with them. And yeah. uh, one second, I need to catch my breath because i've been talking so much but it's for a good reason and it also speaks to the notion of the choices that we make how yes even if they may have the most noble of intentions behind them the consequences that branch out from these choices are incredibly dire and obviously of course you know there's the fact of like and with the recent things that have happened in these past like four issues 
It also speaks of the notion of loss and how stuff like that can really affect and drive and motivate a person. And how also, and one last other thing is how they deal with failure. Because yeah. how many of you guys have seen Star Trek II? Wrath of Wrath of Did you yeah, read Midlife? Did you read Midlife? Is that why you're bringing that up? Uh, no, because oh. I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the opening of Star Trek II, there's a Vulcan who is taking a test, and the test is no matter what happens, it's always going to fail. Like no mm -hmm. matter what you do, you're always going to fail. But Kirk ended up somehow managing to get a perfect score and succeed the mission. The Kobayashi Maru? Yeah, that's the one. And mm -hmm. he was only yep. able to do that by cheating. What if with these trials, they were never supposed to win? Like mm -hmm. the only way, like with the way these trials are designated, like you get the notion that maybe there's a slim chance that they could succeed. But once they begin to get through them, they realize there is no solution. There is no way to succeed. Mm. There's only failure. But the only way to actually quote unquote succeed is to go outside of the system, go with solutions that may never have been even thought possible. Like, and that may include cheating because, you know, mm. Nathan technically cheated with the trials by taking on the assistance of all the other radiants, yeah. like Sotomi and Ava and whatever. So That's true. what if this was able to showcase like, uh, through the assistance and the help of like, it also kind of speaks, I know it's a bit like kingdom heartsy and like, you know, the power of friendship will be able to help us get through. Yeah. But it is legitimately true. And like when people legitimately come together and put hmm. their minds together, they can legit, they can solve almost anything. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to stop talking now because it was a lot. <laughs> I hope you guys have had enough time to formulate what your thoughts on what the story of Catalyst War is yeah. and my ramblings. I can do it in one I sentence. I, yeah, my sentence right. is, how do our choices change us and shape us? That's what I think it's been about. Fair. Yeah. You made a good point, Owen, uh, that I, I kind of over overlooked where you're talking about uh, Nathan, how he convinced, um, uh, what's her name, George? Uh, he convinced George. whoever. George, yeah, he mm -hmm. convinced her to flip, basically. The way, oh, the Jaw. Way he was talking. Jaw. Sure. Jaw, yeah. yeah. He, he convinced her to flip with the way he was talking, which I never really considered uh at the time is like the way he said it i thought it was just that timeline but i guess like him saying that may might have influenced her so marshall didn't get saved without it maybe it was marshall's lack of uh being able to talk to people and communicate uh, you know properly or, and it's just going full force that prevented any chance of being able to save uh nathan that timeline so yeah i was wrong there and uh yeah i just wanted to acknowledge that and i think that's that's kind of an interesting layer too that nathan as a as a radiant black using those skills nathan kind of is more like marshall's more business minded but nathan is friendlier and kind of like collaborate mm -hmm. easier than marshall because marshall has all these ideas but no collaborators mm -hmm. anyways and also this ties a little bit into like that opening flashback of catalyst War in issue 25 where it's nathan and marshall in high school and nathan is talking about his teachers like this was supposed to be a poetry assignment and you somehow managed to write an entire one page short story with a fully resolved B plot <laughs> with no punctuation. Like that's egregious. Yeah. And it's like, you feel like he's thoroughly able to plan out all these things. And he's like, Oh, I work better alone. It's like a group project. And then immediately you see like Marshall is being harassed by this other dude. He goes into his locker, he grabs a glass bottle and then proceeds to just smash it over the guy's yeah, 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 yeah. And like, yeah. Mm -hmm. like I remember because, uh, I'm subscribed to Scott Snyder's like best jacket newsletter. He did a mm. really cool comic class where it's like you usually boil down what the story of something is about within like either the first sentence or like the first page of the story. 
And I believe mm. that opening flashback right there is meant to encapsulate everything that you need to know about Catalyst. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Sure. Mm. Also, like Nathan's better at collab- like working with others. He granted he likes to do stuff by himself, but like he grew up with a family that worked together, so he knows what it's like to work with others and stuff like that. Like as he sees the family unit work, whereas all we've seen is Marshall's mom, who's like dogs cost money. I'm not even really happy to see you, you know. <laughs> so. There's a bigger element to that where Nathan Marshall's upbringing, like he doesn't really know how to work with people that well because he didn't have good influences growing up. From what and I seen. think I think I think Nathan, like Marshall, has the desire to help people, and I think that's what makes him such an interesting character. Like you see, in his own way, at the video store, he's trying to get customers to watch good shit, and I'm sure Owen, as someone who appreciates movies and watches a lot of them, you can understand that, like. There's a lot of crap movies. Sometimes customers come at you and they have no understanding of that, right? Of the artistry or craft that goes into it. And they're just like, mm-hmm. give me a fucking flick. And you're just like, okay, but like, instead of another flick, why don't you watch this thing? And it's like, that's the kind of Marshall, I think that makes him really It's the pearls before swine kind of thing. Like, with yeah. The, like yeah. yeah, you want to appreciate it. Yeah. I know the good, good. You'll appreciate whatever. Yeah, I'm not it interested might. in this Kira Kurosawa or whoever that is. I just want to watch the latest <laughs> Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. If, if I yeah. have to answer your question about what the story is, I don't. I do think the story has a lot to do with change and like the cost of change and what actual change looks like. You know, of like these characters are kind of stagnant. When if you, if you have the ability to change, like the cost of actually changing things, right? Of like making a difference in your life, moving to LA yeah. or staying here, and like. And an opportunity and the opportunity cost as well. Like what can an opportunity really cost? You can save everything, but are you really willing to meet the task that is yeah. presented to you? Yeah. That's my, yeah. Uh, my thought. It was a, it's a load of questions. It's a powerhouse question. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's looking like jackass. Yeah. It's on, our, on the radium black yeah. podcast. I told you I, I came it. prepared. I know you always yeah. do. I, I, I thought about it a lot. That's why I did it in one sentence. I was like, I don't want to go too long. I think it'll change, but I think, it's something that we will all revisit more earnestly and more uh, with more yeah. like care and detail post catalyst war when, when, when we, we have know what this book pre- is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we finally know what this book is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Issues, that's, uh, a, that's a great question though. Yeah. yeah. Both issues had an ad for the Kickstarter for the massive verse fighting card game, which looks mm-hmm. freaking sweet. Uh, I know uh, Ali, I'm pretty sure Ali's backed it. I know Bash yeah. you have, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both you guys have mm-hmm. Owen and I are waiting for payday, uh, an honorable uh, and equally as honorable. No, but uh, mm-hmm. it looks dope. It looks amazing. We get an out of the back. Uh, I have to say, is, that, is everyone we... here getting the playmat one? I feel like we're all. Getting I, I got the playmat. Play yeah. That's yeah, the I second the highest tier. That's the second highest one. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to get the playmat. Okay. That's Fair. fine. We'll bring yeah. Dex over. Uh, freaking, I don't think Rest was the best advertisement for for Dead Lucky or the card game here. We have three cards in the ad. It's just like teleport slash Dragon Blast Rest. Like Snorlax is the only one that can really pull that off. And, and he's, there's Dead Lucky. There's one battle. You just need a nice relaxation. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Self-care Sundays are great. She always passes card. out after uh, after releasing a lot of energy. I just realized yeah. that again. Yeah, she always faints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair. I mean, it's a lot to carry those burns, but yeah. And that's just, you know, it's a day. Obviously I'm going to buy the game. And I, I was even like uh, joking with the Salise, uh, Salise Studios games Twitter. Cause he said, Oh, our boy, our boy rogue son deck or who likes our boy rogue. Son? I was like, Oh, I didn't know Marcus was running the Twitter here. But, <laughs> yeah, Marcus uh, <laughs> wouldn't care nearly that much. <laughs> 
yeah so yeah, yeah check out that if you haven't already if you're still listening to the time of this podcast i think there's like i don't know like a month uh get on that the stretch goals look sweet so i'm selfishly promoting this because i want more stuff uh, added to this yeah. so yeah check it out and uh pocket paragons looks like a pretty sweet thing uh i like it that they use other ips and you could uh, play them against each other so you can do like rivals yeah. of aether versus this so that's really cool also the yeah. massive first card game also has original massive first art by dan mora i mean mm-hmm. dan mora artwork what that more could you wonderful. need exactly don't you mean exactly. what mora could you need <laughs> <laughs> oh. but uh yeah um yeah dan the man mora i mean that, that that's a long a good reason to buy it you guys said everything you covered all the bases there i damn right i already put in my uh, backing for the kickstarter very excited for the card game excited to give it a chance with everyone here i'm sure we'll find some way to play it online that will make it work um i actually have some really cool games maybe i'll maybe i'll announce it so i'll announce something yeah yeah we'll bring up the patrons good call so i've been thinking about other ways to implement more reading black games and obviously i'm not a uh, any dungeon master of any kind or some kind of guy who can just craft an entire game out of scratch. But I was mm-hmm. thinking about common games that you can just add a radiant black theme to like risk or like, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I actually found a way to make it work. So we're going to do that in the future. And mm-hmm. I'm very excited because <laughs> it's going to be so stupid. That'll be a it's long gonna... ass live stream. Risk yeah. games take yeah. a minute. Yeah. Or, or what's the game where you have to guess, like you all have like the things and you have guess to guess. Who? Yeah, guess, guess who? who? Yeah, yeah. So guess who? Another one. That's another one that I think works really well with Rainy and Black, where it's just like we're gonna do that. So a few things like that. We yeah, we might do in the future. I'm excited. I'm putting that together. But if you see Rainy and Black, like which one do you get? If they, which way? Exactly. You, that, that's, you gotta be careful with them questions, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say like I was rethinking like my choice with this. Obviously, like I I don't I think it'd be hard not to if you're a Marshall voter and watching like whoa okay I know Nathan died in the Marshall timeline which isn't good my vote died in the Marshall pick I even voted for Marshall but like Nathan seems to be getting his shit together he lost his dad but it seems like this is the winning timeline to me the point five right now but we'll see right you can never be sure with Kyle I, so I just wanted to uh, put that there also I want to say that Joe Clark's been killing it I feel like. Uh, I haven't mentioned his name too much, and uh, he's definitely like carrying his weight here. And, uh, he's been an asset to the series too. So uh, shout out to Joe Clark. Yeah, and if I also remember correctly, uh, yeah, the ordinary cuts, guys working I on ordinary gods. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They they did it together, and yeah, deep cuts just came out. I actually, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. One second. What were you saying, Owen? Uh, yeah, because I also because oh yeah because. I completely forgot that Joe also worked on Ordinary Gods with Kyle. Um, and that was a really great series. Uh, Shame it only lasted 10 issues because I could easily, I could have easily seen that going for like what? It was deep. It was, it was pretty clever. Was yeah. Like I think the best way to describe it, like off the top of my head was like Highlander meets Matrix, where it's about a bunch of immortals being constantly reincarnated in all these past lives. Like, yeah. I think it could have been a really cool idea that could have gone far. It definitely is something that has like adaptation potential. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I just wish we could have gotten to see more of the comic, but you know, yeah, yeah. maybe one day, maybe yeah, one now, day. Right? So, I, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. I'm glad you got it because I, I was like, you know, I did, I did buy this today, and yeah, the book is a masterpiece. I think it'll be nominated. I mean, look, Juni Ba did the artwork on this issue, so if you look inside, there's 
wonderful, just gorgeous, gorgeous mm. Juniba artwork. This story is incredible. I like guys, I read a lot of comic books, a lot, a lot of comic books. This is up there with some of the best work in the last year. I think critically, this is probably Kyle's best work. I, I would say so with mm. Radiant Black, but I think this one. You yeah. just have to read it. It's really special. It really is. It's a special work. You can tell that Joe Clark and Kyle are putting their their heart and soul into this. They really like. There's something beautiful about this book. It's it's deep. It's very, it's raw. It's emotional. Mm. It's an anthology series, so you can literally pick up any oh. issue and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't need to follow every issue, but the covers do connect if you're able to track them down. It's six bucks for every issue, but it's a thick square bound style book so it's like super yeah, massive dollars caring a lot yes it really does so i'm glad owen brought this up because yeah deep cuts guys if you're not buying this i highly highly recommend either checking out when the trade comes or just giving it a shot it's so 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 good and if you like kyle higgins or joe clark or both you will not be disappointed and also the colors by igor monte are absolutely oh my god oh my god like that's how i knew he was there I already yeah. knew he was elite, but like with any artist, That's any right. artist, whether your your inks or colors or or whatever have you, you it's easy to stay in your comfort zone. It's easy. It's really easy to be like, this mm -hmm. is what I do well, and I'm gonna do it all the time. It's really hard for an artist to evolve. be thrown into something they've never, it, yeah, evolve and do something completely different from what they've done. And the mm -hmm. color palette in this book is a huge evolution. Uh, in Igor Monti's like mm -hmm. in his uh, his progress as an artist, like you can see, he's really putting himself out there, and he's trying something completely different. There's no comfort yeah. zone for him. He's completely going outside his comfort zone, trying new things. And for me, as a reader, I love that. I really do. I, yeah. I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate that because it's like I don't want to see the same shit. I want to see you really take a risk and do something which you big think swings. is so cool. Yeah, big swings, and this book does it. Um, nice. Yeah, the art, the 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 colors are <laughs> just a, seriously one of the best colored books on shelves. Comics Nation wishes we could do an ad like that. Yeah, another honorable <laughs> mention, not massive risk, but I know Owen will appreciate the Duke. Tom yes, Hardy. yeah. The, fact, I think I'm actually in the letters column for that issue. Oh, sweet. oh, awesome! I have I haven't read it yet. I'm gonna read it right after. But nice. Tom, Tom Riley, I read one and two. Tom Riley. Is killing. I love Tom Riley. He's one of my favorite artists working right now. He's very good. He even reminds me a little bit of Chris Somney. Uh, but of yeah. course, he's a, he's doing his own thing. And then Josh Williamson, another one of my favorites. And then of course mm. Jordi Belair on colors. Like the team on this book is elite, mm. and it's such a great yeah. book. Energon is going hard. So yeah. Nice. Before we I do wrap up say, here, oh, yeah, quickly, I just want to say I love Marshall throwing the fireballs, going, "Hey, you soulless bitches, you merciless fucks! I've got the third door for you." Like the dialogue, <laughs> like we undersold the dialogue. Marshall is going off. He's going like full venom. Like he's getting pissed. Now the and question think, is, did Kyle write that or did Joe Clark write that? <laughs> yeah that's Your interesting question. i i want to say yeah because even last issue 27 he calls him a soulless fuck like the yeah. the person who kills uh nathan like his immediate reaction is like you you're killed him you soulless fuck yeah he's just yeah. like he's like can't believe it and it's so cool because it's like the half face is morphed but you can still see yeah. his mouth because it hasn't fully covered his face yeah. yet the helmet he's um, got yeah. that like sarah connor hate on for robots now that you see like that's the kind of hate oh, yeah. that he's got for the bots now um, yeah. yeah, and we know that there is no fourth door because it would presumably be on that Subaru that is now destroyed. Rest in peace. But yeah, totally. uh, what were you going to say, Batch? I was going to say Radiant Black Volume 5 is out hmm. depending on – it says it's out now, so it should be out now. But depending on your comic book store, some of them might get it next week. 
Make sure you go and pick up uh, Rating Black Volume 5. That covers the first half of Catalyst War, which I believe is 25, 25.5, 26, 26.5, 27, 27.5. So if you want to read up on the Catalyst War, if you want to add your uh, the, the new recent trade to your collection of trades, make sure you pick it up. It just came out. It has a gorgeous cover in keeping with the spirit and theme of all the previous trade covers. And this one has a bunch of robots and Premier on it and everything. It looks amazing. And last but not least, we want to thank Owen for joining us today. It's always a good time. Who knows? Maybe we'll get him back in the future. We're Like, we, like we've said before, we're always open to having guests on. If you want to be on, please just send us a message and ask. That's exactly what Owen did. And we were super happy to have him on. I think someone else asked to be on 29. But um, with Broke Sun and all that, the stuff was open. So we're always going to get together in the future. We always have a good time. Mm. And like I said, we've had the, we have some events coming up, like Risk or Guess Who, things like that, that we're trying to put together with a Radiant uh, or a Massiverse spin to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, I promise. Um, so keep an eye out for those. And last but not least, we want to thank uh, – I'm sorry if I'm going to shift the screens here a bit. I want to thank our patrons – um noah m patrick joe j and jordan c we actually recently got another patron so i have to update this i i, yeah. I got the email like two days ago that was such a surprise Ooh. i'm not gonna lie so that was yeah. so fun and um really it makes us feel good we really appreciate everyone helping us keep the lights on and improve the show we yeah. haven't added anything massive to or super massive to the patron in a minute uh we are we are putting together the next newsletter that's a work in progress we're going to do that it's because yeah. we have a really big video idea, which we're not going to reveal. I don't want anyone to, to, to do it. No, yet, yet. Yeah, we have a big video idea. Yeah, we have a big video idea where we're working on yeah. like right now. Yeah. And it's going to come soon, very soon. And then after that, we're going to put together the newsletter. And we're going to keep on demoing, putting things earlier for our our, uh, yeah. our patrons. We did that with the How Long Will Radio Black Be? That, that episode felt dated because we dropped it like a month or two prior on our patron before just deciding to put it public. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much to our patrons. We really appreciate you. And of course, back to our friend Owen. Thank you so much, Owen, for joining us. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He does incredible work. He's just a, a good, honest uh, comic book fan, collects a lot of cool comics and does a lot of, uh, uh, sorry, talks about the Massiverse a ton with his Massiverse Central account. Make sure you follow him yeah. there. And just generally a fun guy to talk to about comic books. So how do you consider him a friend of the show? Yeah, of course, yeah. Owen. Always lovely to have you uh, joining us. And guys, you guys know it's the Catalyst War. Things are getting crazy. We've got two more, uh, four more chapters of the Catalyst War, but two more issues, two more, really four, right? Because it's, yeah. it's the halves. So yeah. make sure you get your pre-orders in. A Rogue Sun will return in May. So fret not, uh, uh, followers of the Rogue Sun book. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Make sure you uh, find a way to qualify for the third door and we'll see you next time stay radiant